Ho, 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 how are you? Ah, uh, that's funny. That's yeah. really funny. I get, I get what you did there. Yeah, it's stupid. Anyway. Merry, uh, <sighs> Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas, man. You excited for your uh, little trip to spend with the Christmas with Vince and Lauren? Their first Christmas oh, away from I being a... Excited about that, yes. Yes, I am. I'm sorry for interrupting you. No, you're good. They were Jehovah's Witnesses, right? Uh, correct, yes. That means they're not allowed to celebrate anything, including their own birthdays, aside for funerals and uh, weddings. Anniversaries, too. That's it. Huh. Why did they decide to go away from Jehovah's Witnesses? Uh, I don't know if you call that faith or religion, whatever the hell it is. Why did they decide to stop being Jehovah's? Do you have time to talk about it? I know you got to get on the road. Yeah, yeah I, I got – I can make, you know, maybe a half hour. But um... – I mean, that's a personal question for them, but I, I mean, he told me about it while he, you know, he was losing his faith essentially uh-huh. when it was starting to happen for him. And, and I, it's something that was probably, uh, it's interesting to lose for one to lose, lose their faith and to completely just be like, no, I'm done. It's, it's fake. I'm not into it anymore. I mean, to get from where they, where he was quite devout to there and he did it. I mean, he married Lauren at 23. He's 31? No, he's 31. So, yeah, I keep on thinking everybody's my age, but not yet. Um, so he's 31. I don't know. I, I think he was – he said it, it was it was a, a couple-year process. And um, – but, you know, he, I don't want to knock the religion of Jehovah's Witness thing, but it was – started in the 1960s so it's a rather new following mm-hmm. and it is christian they do believe in jesus christ as the savior and all that and they take an extremely literal interpretation of the bible it's kind of what they are and that was the crux of the problem for them eventually they just couldn't deny uh you know what we know scientifically to be true i mean that, that's the one question is well, what about dinosaurs they say right if you believe in this literally how how can you explain dinosaurs and they can tell it's these bones or these relics are millions and millions of years old according to the bible we're only supposed to be you know eight thousand years old or something six thousand. right and uh um so explain that and the only explanation I could come up with is, uh, well, we weren't there, so we weren't there at the beginning of God, uh, of time. It's possible that God did create everything six thousand years ago and implanted dinosaur bones and all these evidences to an older world. Uh, so when we would get to this time in a more modern age and our science is, is more developed, we would have uh, doubts. So it could better test our, our faith. Uh, maybe why would that happen? Uh, maybe because things are going to be, I don't know. I, it, to me, that explanation doesn't work. I, you can, you know, you could say that you can believe that, but for me, I don't buy that. I don't, I don't think why would, why would, if there is a God, why would he do that? You know, uh, to, to see the job. Mm. But that means he, he intentionally puts out lies, he or she, whatever. 
uh, God intentionally puts out lies to mislead. And, and I, it just doesn't, it doesn't seem like a benevolent God who does that. Yeah. Uh, so it kind of is contradictory to this, at least this New Testament Jesus version of God. Uh, we might be able to make the argument Old Testament wise. That's the ruthless one. God who would, who would smite everybody who, 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 you know, dare spoke ill of, of anybody, you know, Israel. But, you know, uh, so that's just, that's all I can say is uh, they started seeing the science. They started opening their minds at first. It's one of those things, this particular re- religion, they're very isolative. They don't, um, they kind of shut out ideas or, or c- conflicting ideas. You're not allowed to hear them. It's kind of what I was able to, to glean from, from what I saw. They would have their quick rebuts for why it's false or a lie. And then, and then you know, not allowed to talk to them. It's totally taboo to bring up that subject or ask certain questions like that, perhaps. Uh, and it's also, they, they make friends with people who aren't Jehovah's Witnesses. But if you were a Jehovah's Witness who leaves the religion, I think you're supposed to, you know, you're essentially excommunicated from the community. You're not allowed to be friends with people anymore. At least the followers, the, the still followers, are not allowed to still be friends with ex-Jehovah's Witnesses. I believe it though. But um, anyway, I, 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 it was just that. It was just theory of evolution, all these things, and the science. It was just, if you're going to believe the, the literal interpretation of the Bible, probably doesn't work. And uh, so... Eventually, you're going to run into some serious roadblocks. And, yeah. And, and it's going to, you know, some doubts are certainly going to manifest if, uh, if that's what you're doing. But again, I don't, people believe what they want to believe. I was always very encouraging of him believing in Jesus anyway, in any form, essentially. Uh, even if I didn't subscribe to that, to that, to that system, the Jehovah's Witnesses system of faith. Um, I was still very supportive because in this day and age, finding somebody who has any faith in Christianity or any type, I mean, that don't, you know, that's, that's pretty, that's pretty great. And I want to encourage that because Christian values and, and tenets are, I think, uh, I think they're good ones. You know, they, they're, they're for a better, they make a better society and they make people happier, you know? Yeah. You know? Um, that's, I, I, I wasn't really planning on getting to a, um, a religious discussion, but I, I went through, uh, to make a long story short, I went, I grew up Christian going to Christian churches. I didn't particularly enjoy it when I was growing up. Who did? Um, right. My mom, my, yeah, my mom, yeah. kind of drug us to church and that was just the way it was, but it also wasn't bad. And I think I did one, one, uh, one Sunday at a Catholic church and kind of got the gist of that and was like, yeah, you know, I'll go to the, the Christian church any day of the week and, mm. and all everything else aside, I, you know, I, I don't go to church anymore. I don't, I don't really pray. I don't do any of that stuff. And it's, it's just kind of like at the time it was really helpful for where I was at in my life. And why, why I guess I wouldn't say anything bad about it is because the people that I met were nothing but, you know, nice people who were trying to, uh, trying to improve their lives and improve the lives of people that are around them. So how can you really fault that? You know, I, that's, I, that's all I yeah. have to say about it. I, so. I can't. And I certainly, I, to, to have a sneering mock about people, you know, I, I don't want to get into what I believe or, or, or my preferences. I don't really want to, not yet at least. Um, but I, I do think to sneer and mock people who, who do have faith, 
that type of stance is it's 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 extremely condescending which makes it very um it's extremely condescending about something that they don't they don't know the answer to either there's a hubris there's an arrogance to it and uh and for that it's unbecoming and ugly and 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 is also equally ignorant in a way but um so agnosticism to me completely reasonable but a flat-out atheist who says no mm -mm, nope no god sorry and you have to prove to me and it's like well (laughs) all right well you have to prove to me there isn't then if we're going to go there and it's like they can't do that either so uh in the end there the these these theological arguments always come down to one either the sock monster argument which is basically the basis of what i've said i say there's a sock monster you say there isn't a sock monster i and and there's zero way to ever prove that there is net you can never prove a negative right and then uh on the other end the the deeper the deeper idea is in order to become in order to believe you're that you're an atheist in order to be an atheist you have to believe that something, everything came from nothing. Whoa. You have to believe everything came from nothing. Right. And, right. Uh, uh, and that's it. You were getting real deep in the weeds here. And St. Thomas Aquinas made the argument for a God and, and proof of a God in the sense that, uh, or the argument was that, you know, that's, that's the thing. People say, well, who created God? So if God created the Big Bang or whatever you want to say, then who created God? And the answer to that is nobody created God. God is eternal. God is, is the, the personification as we, in our heads, the, the entity that is eternity, that is forever, that is all things, everything, right? And, and, he's, and he or she or it has always been and always will be. God created time. Ergo lives outside time. So this concept that we have of, Minute by minute, hour by hour, day by day, year by year, billions, you know, to that he, he can press fast forward, rewind, pause, go back. It, it's just, it's all printed out, all done and finished. He knows you better than you know yourself before you're even born, right? And so that's the, the argument. And to me, it, it's uh, compelling enough. So it's, I, don't, I don't knock anybody who's, who believes, strives to believe in something greater or more than than a coincidence because that's what you believe in it's all coincidence it's all pointless you know go leave your live your hedonistic hedonistic lifestyle and uh, enjoy and uh, at the end of the day it all means nothing anyway it's all for nothing yeah that nihilism is is whether it's true or not nihilism for the human (laughs) spirit for who you are going forward is extremely toxic extremely ugly and and it does not behoove people it will not make you a happier person you have to fall you have to find a purpose if you're going to find the will to strive forward and face adversities in this life in this world so right. I, I don't care where you find it or or you where you 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 get it from i admire if you if you're doing that and so that's my stance on religion essentially but no, I would, I would I would agree with you, and I yeah I think we're uh, I, I I've never really talked to you about that before, but I think we're kind of on the same page of uh, it's it's something I definitely question too, 
and I, I don't want to get in a deeper conversation with it because I, I don't know honestly why why at that time I was so compelled to find some uh, some different meaning and and you know there's got to be more to life mm-hmm. and sure. and that kind of and just questioning that kind of a thing and then also you know being really into going to church every Sunday and then kind of also at the same time feeling feeling the feeling personally of I feel like this guy's a hypocrite you know if it he's calling this guy used to be a cokehead and you know you're a preacher what. Yeah, like cokehead, prostitute user. Yeah, and what? Yeah, and whatever else. And and now he's judging us and calling people creasters for. Oh yeah, you're a creaster. You come on Christmas and Easter. I'm like, well, I've never done cocaine, so go fuck yourself. Um, (laughs) um, Which again, that doesn't get anywhere. Just being being judgmental. There are. Sorry to interrupt you again. No, you're good. Yeah, there are those types of. Yeah, you got to watch out for that. There are so many. um, There's a term for it. Uh, what's it? Evangelic, uh, the evangelists, evangelist profiteers, or they're, 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 they they oh. seek to take advantage of those who believe, and you know that's obvious. That's a that's a no brainer. You know, you had yeah. that guy. I don't even know his. I don't know any of these televangelists. I know, and that, ah, there's so many famous ones. I know Joel Olstein. Jo- Joel yeah, Olstein. Guy, there's another older guy, guy. I can't think of. But. Definitely looks like he walks the walk. You know, more than just talks it, but. Cause he's so, he's got those nice, you know, he just looks like such a nice, pleasant, genuine guy, you know, and, Pearl White and he, all, he's doing, <laughs> all he's doing is, is preaching love and, and acceptance for everyone, you know? And it's like, Oh, it's a nice message, you know? And then you find out that he owns this massive arena to do all his preaching in. And when this last hurricane that came across Houston, he was denying people entry, you know? I heard and it was like, where's yeah. your charity, man? Where's your Christian charity? Way, way to give back. Yeah, to right. It's like, what? I don't understand. It's like, oh, you're afraid they're gonna they're gonna mess up and and destroy some things, and and it's yeah. like, yeah, that's definitely a possibility for that, and that's shitty. You know, if somebody gives you a, a shelter, and you know, you want to leave it how you how you found it, but um, still, come on, man. dude. When you're making when you're making the that's kind that's of part of the sacrifice private, that you make. Private, part of the charity yeah, is, private, is you also clean up after them in, in that scenario. And that private planes and uh, mm-hmm. non tax all that non taxable income. And I'm pretty sure the guy's a multimillionaire. I don't oh. know if it's like tens tens of millions or hundreds of millions. Of what I've never looked up his net worth. But yeah, when you're like, you basically got the poster saying all are welcome, but get your dirty feet off my fucking carpet. <laughs> you're not coming in. Like that's. Uh, I think that should raise a flag for people. But but people they hand, they probably hand out an offering basket. People probably dump their money and checks in there every Sunday, man. Here we go. Here we go. Joel Olstein's net worth was variably reported to be forty million and sixty million in twenty seventeen. Huh. Yeah. So he's he's probably hurting this year with COVID. Um, <laughs> I, 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 maybe it's a stimulus check. Do you think uh, religious institutions are are? I mean, I guess they are because of COVID. They're not allowed to meet and convene. Ergo, you're getting yeah. less tithe, and 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 uh, uh, you know the the basket you you, you donate your dollars into when they're singing the the choir singing um i would think so and all your your um followers or pa- patrons i'm not sure what you'd call that um, they're called parishioners. they're, they're kind of parishioners yeah. are hurting they're hurting too exactly so there's just not as much to go around for everybody That's so true you know um 
which brings us to the stimulus package that just got passed. So, no, 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 we're not getting into that. But, uh, yeah, let's just let's avoid. <laughs> no, I, I actually avoid. wanted yeah, to go back. It's already all over the internet. I don't need. Sorry, to I just, I actually wanted to go back to to dwell on on a silly idea because you were talking about like when I was a kid, my mom made me go to Christian uh, schools and and church and stuff, and I didn't like. I was like, of course not. No kid like. Could you imagine the kid who does like it though? Who is that kid who likes going to church at like ten years old or nine years or twelve, maybe somewhere in that range? You're in the you're in the prime of your of your childhood, let's say. Where ah, what is the prime of childhood? I don't know, but let's say you're you're just a fucking kid. All you care about is playing. Essentially, you, you, the the responsibilities of life hasn't really you know hit you yet. Uh, especially if you're a 10 year old or you might not even have, you might be essentially world revolves around me. I don't understand that people have their own lives and, you know, little Timmy goes home and lives his own life. That, that isn't about me. Like, cause, cause that's, that's how it works for, for children. Apparently most, it takes a while for them to understand that, to understand that all these people in their lives aren't simply just characters in their story, in their world meant to, to serve them. Right. And, um, but anyway, um, yeah. What is this? Who is that kid who likes to go to church? You know, I'm, sh- I mean, I'm sure it existed or they've just been going, I, you know, that's a weird question. And looking back, I can think of peers of mine that were also there that seemed they enjoyed it more. Um, hmm. You know, whereas I was like more resistant, I'm like, I have to be here, but I don't want to be here. And I'm not going to rebel against it and go smoke cigarettes in the corner, but I also don't want to be here and I want to leave as soon as possible. First, yeah, the kids that just seem well behaved. This is what I do and this is why. And that, that's, it's kind of interesting. I don't know. Maybe, maybe more uh, conviction from their parents. Yeah. Or... You know, it's interesting because I, I was definitely extremely devout as I got older. Because that you're kind of trained as you're as you're a kid. I don't care. I'm not taking in the the homily, the the message from the homily, or the sermon or whatever. And I'm not, you know, it, it's all whatever to me. It's just something I I have to do every Sunday. My parents force me, and I have to sit still and be quiet. And I hated that, you know. And um, but as you get older, you understand what's happening. And why you're there and you hear the stories and you and you learn what to do and then you become a good child. For me, there was zero tolerance for misbehaving in church, for me not going to church. It wasn't even on the table. So it was the idea that I would somehow defy that and not and not go through the motions at the very least, which is essentially what I was doing uh, until we probably stopped going to mass when I was 15, 16, it started phasing out when I was 16. And, uh, other than that, every Sunday and, um, and, uh, uh, it was essentially going to the motions, but the, yeah, it was not an option for me not to go to mass. Now, if you asked me, I, I, de- I definitely wasn't a, in your face. Like I'm such a good, that's, that was never me. I, 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 I still, as you can tell, you know, I, I still, I don't want people to know what uh, theological beliefs I have, if any, whether or not, because mm-hmm. I don't want people, because if I am, if I am, a, oh, I still believe, 
well, then I'm, I'm a bad representative representative of Christianity and, and all this stuff. And I'm this big hypocrite, you know? Uh, um, mm -hmm. And uh, so, and it's also this, I don't want people to think I'm this, because that's a, that's a new thing. You're a Christian freak, right? And then on the other side, if I'm an atheist, again, I'm not that, or agnostic rather, I, I want people to be, to feel welcome. Or if you're an agnostic, I want you to feel welcome around me. If you're a Christian, I want you to feel welcome around me and, and et cetera. Right. Buddhists, Muslim, everybody. And so I don't want that, that judgment, that prejudgment that comes along with being labeled any one of these things. And so it's one of the, and again, you know, uh, that's that's about it. I'll say on that one. But anyway, yeah. No, I, and again, I think that's something I would agree with. And yeah, we could go deeper and deeper into that into that subject. And I, at the end of the day, I, I feel the same way of you know, kind of believe whatever you want as long as you're, you're you know you're not harming anybody else, you're not pushing it on anybody else, um, and you're not judge you know you're not judging me and uh, and and calling me an asshole because I don't I don't believe what you believe or saying you know saying you're gonna. Um, you're going to, um, gosh, I'm mind blanking on the word. An epiphany. Um, not an epiphany. No, just like you're going to discriminate against oh, me. I was totally I not listening to you. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Go ahead. It's like a classic case. Okay, of go, go ahead. Myself. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, that, yeah, I'll just tie it into that because I don't know how we could talk about this so long, but I guess we should tie it into coming to celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus okay. Christ. Tomorrow, is it no, tomorrow's it's the 25th, birthday? Man. Or, uh... Wow. You really oh, did yeah, not pay 25th attention. 25th is his birthday. And, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, <sighs> Christmas Eve, that's when they came to the came to Bethlehem? Or no? It's just the day before the birth. That's all. And so there, there's, there's a lot. How stupid. Huh? <laughs> it's just another way for consumerism and capitalism no, in America. No, it, it, but, uh... Christmas Eve, we it's it, it, Eve, Eve. We have New Year's Eve, right? So uh, why do we celebrate Christmas Eve rather than Christmas Day? That's a choice. Technically, Christmas Day is the day that's supposed to matter. You're supposed to open all your gifts and your present on Christmas Day. You're supposed to go to Mass and celebrate Christmas on Christmas Day. Now, back when I was practicing you could go to mass midnight christmas eve so essentially christmas day like the first minute and that would count as your christmas mass and it was a very popular Why very popular mass because like you said priesters you called huh. them same thing in the catholic church yeah it would be absolutely packed on christmas day right and uh hmm. you know so that's that's how it would be but yeah. um People would come for Easter and Christmas. That was it. But and that does that does show how uh, yeah either how long it's been or how little I paid attention in church because I thought Jesus was born at night and that was something tied into the Christmas <laughs> Eve and Christmas could day have been one a.m. right Christmas day. But there's there's say, a lot yeah, of contention. There's a lot of arguments to say that he wasn't born on the twenty fifth at all, twenty fifth of December at all. That that's just used uh, through pagan religion because there was a holiday around the winter solstice that the ancient Roman uh, religions believed in and celebrated. And when Kent Constantine, uh, emperor of Rome, that, you know, founded Constantinople, uh, 
uh, in 300, the fourth century AD, essentially. He was the first mm-hmm. Roman emperor to basically make Christianity, to stop the persecution of Christians in the Roman Empire one, and to also make Christianity official religion of the Roman Empire. And because um, before then, the Christianity was was heavily assaulted by the, the you know by the government by the Roman Empire. And many Caesar Nero, of course, is the most famous. He's burning Christians uh, at the stake, feeding them to the lions for for amusement in the Colosseum, crucifying Saint Peter, the first bishop of Rome, the first pope, and uh, all these things. But <clears throat> and there have been many. But the guy. Uh, Constantine uh, usurped for the laurel of Caesar was, I can't think of his name, but he was essentially the Edward King of the, or Whip of the Scots uh, version, uh, Roman version of, of that dude, uh, Edward King Edward Whip of the Scots from Braveheart uh, version for uh, uh, Christians. This guy was ruthless towards Christians and they, and Constantine rose up, just beat him, just beat him militarily and took over the empire and really established uh, the church to the prominence that really got to go into the prominence that we know of the Vatican today, essentially. And so there was a lot of things determined and, and that, that was, uh, uh, you know, developed out of that. One of them, the theory is that under Constantine, it, they thought it was easier to, instead of do this, this winter solstice holiday, I can't think of the name of it or the God that it was honoring. Uh, we could celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ, our Savior instead. So that's one theory. Uh, other, other people, you know, think, no, no, he was there. This day has been celebrated since christianity's birth you know for since the beginning he was born on the literally born on december 25th and uh it gets complicated because calendars were different back then than they are today and so who knows i don't know i know that this is the day we officially celebrate it in in basically all of christendom and that's that's all that matters is the idea is the point of it uh easter's pretty solid i think though as far as the resurrection of Christ, Easter is pretty, pretty well defined on the day. So, and it's never the same day for that reason. It's always like the, the, the you know, the third Sunday or whatever uh, after, I don't know. But um, actually Roman, the Roman uh, week was eight days long at one point. Did you know that? Yeah. No. Yeah. Isn't that fun? Isn't that fun? How, how well, if you think that? of the days of the week, um, it's just everybody had their different, different calendars and, and how they, how they uh, you know, tabulated and assessed their years. But it was important to have a, a market day, you know, or market days or whatever. But, you know, if you, if you I mean, think, think of the day, Monday. Moon day. Did you know that? Monday is moon day. In Espanol, it's lunes, which is romantic, the Roman Latin language. Lunes, lun, lunar, lun, moon. Tuesday, I don't yeah. know. Tuesday comes from, so 
our, in our English seven-day week, the names we choose for them are partly uh, Roman, partly Latin, partly uh, Norse, Scandinavian folklore. Thursday is Thor's day. Get it? Yes. Got it. Um, I don't know what Wednesday is, but I know in Latin or in Spanish is Miracolis, Miracolis, Mercury, Mercury Day. Uh, Tuesday, uh, Tuesday again. I don't, I don't remember all this, the the Norse days, but Tuesday, Martes, Mars, Mars Day. Thursday's Jueves. I can't think of what. Uh, Friday, Fri, uh, uh, Fri, uh, was Fre- Freya from Thor, or from from Norse Norse mythology. Freya, the goddess Freya, Freya's day uh, mm. in in Espanol. How do I forget? How did I fucking forget Friday in Spanish? This is fucking driving me nuts now. Um, Sabado. Okay. Okay. Uh, lunes, martes, miércoles, jueves. I'm trying to think and then. Oh, fuck. I know it's uh, sábado, domingo. So Saturday, Saturday. Viernes. Viernes. Friday is viernes. viernes. Uh, fuck. I don't know what Venus. Probably Venus Day, actually. So Saturday. Is the same in, in Roman as it is in our English or in Latin as it is in English. So the Romantic languages, it's both Saturn, Saturn's day, who is Cronos, uh, the Titan, who is the father of all the gods, Saturn. So Saturn's day, Saturday, Saturn's day. Get it? Understand? Yeah. Gotcha. So in ancient Rome, they had an extra day in there. I can't remember what it was about. When Julius Caesar came, he changed the calendar, the Julian, the Julian's calendar is what it's known and that's a, more or less the same calendar it's it's basically the 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 foundation of the the calendar we have today um it's we live base i think we live on the gregorian cal- calendar today which is uh, uh was set up by pope gregory the something one of the pope gregory's and so yeah that's that we got really in a wormhole there huh? how did you yeah, I'm kind of sitting here wondering, uh, wondering if I want to fact check any of this stuff. You Go just for told it, yeah. Or if I just and how you how you decided to to learn learn any of this or come across any of that information. Uh, as you can tell by the way I talk and our conversations go, I let wormholes take me to wherever they go. So wherever I'm interested, I, I learn. I go for it. I drink it in. I drink it up, you guy. <laughs> And so uh, that's what I did, you know, with that one, with calendars in the ancient days. I'm fascinated. I'm absolutely obsessed with ancient Rome. And so all things, anything ancient Rome, I'm pretty much, I'm curious about and I want to learn, you know. And uh, there's a fascism comes from uh, a a weapon that was used for um, elected officials in the Roman government. So depending on your position, you would have a number of these, these dudes, I can't think of their name, but the weapon was a fasci. And it was a, it was like a blunt stick with a, with a cord wrapped around and it could be used to with a, what it was is it had an ax blade actually too at the, at the, at the end of it. And so it could be used to, to bludgeon somebody or chop somebody. 
right? And so an elected official, basically their personal bodyguard, they'd be walking around. And if somebody tried to threaten them, they could call on these guys to fuck them up. Or, uh, or if somebody defied their, their order, they could command them, unleash the fasci or whatever they said. And then it would be taken out and the guy, the guy uh, their dudes would fuck this poor Roman citizen. Maybe not a citizen, you know, but anybody fucking destroy them. Huh. Fascinating. Just fascinating. Yes. Well, hey, man, do you need me? one? What are you sipping on? Because I can hear a drink. Oh, I, 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 I just officially started my a... my Christmas vacation. I'm not Don't driving. You have to drive? I oh, was driving, but I was okay. like, Pfft. okay, gotcha. My mother uh, was like, just, she's just a control freak. And I thought we were taking her car. And then she's like, no, we're taking your car. I don't trust my car anymore. It's going to break down. I'm like, okay. Doesn't she have a newer uh, BMW? BMW, not as new as my BMW. And her BMW's engine. Uh, it's just a... And uh, I was driving it. She was on the phone. I was driving her BMW. And all of a sudden, it said... I can't remember. Some some prompts came on the screen. It said something malfunction, oil something mal- some ah, drivetrain malfunction is what it said, I believe. And it mm. says uh, stop, stop slowly. And when I read that, I thought I always stop slowly when I stop driving. Yeah, you know, I don't. I'm not a slam on the brakes, guys. Okay, <laughs> uh, you know, I'll, I'll make sure I'll be extra gentle. With this drivetrain. And within 30 seconds, right. the car just boop, 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 died. Engine blew out. At the, whole, the whole thing it had something to do with, I don't know if it was a timing belt issue. I know there is timing belt issues with, with this particular engine of this generation in, uh, with BMWs. But yeah, it's defective, this engine from this era in the BMW. And its lifespan after 80,000 miles is whew, not good. And so uh, happens all the time. She had to get her whole engine replaced. We were dealing with this during the, the lockdowns and the pandemic, you know, in the heart of it. So she was without a car for months. But it was, it was fortuitous because she didn't need it as much because of the lockdowns. But right. Uh, bless finally, the, well, the, she had this extended warranty. Headache. And the extended warranty basically told her to fuck off. And I was like, excuse me? You know? And so she fought, she fought, she fought, she fought. They're like, yeah, you know, uh, we determined that uh, you neglected your car in some, some way, like she had a taillight out or something. So that's why the car engine blew out, I guess. I don't know. I, I, there was some bullshit excuse. In the end, she won. But she had to fight them the whole time. When she looked at the reviews after she told them to fuck off and she couldn't believe it. Uh, this company that she bought this extended warranty from, this was the tail of the tape. All the whole, you know, so many people got fucked over by these people. So many people got fucked over. And uh, uh, yeah. And so she actually really? won though. And she had to write a letter to 
this company was based in Kansas. So she had to write a letter to the secretary, no, no, the attorney general of Kansas. And so we were, we, she did that very early on and it took a while to process. She was badly, she was about ready to settle for less. Like, okay, we'll give you like a, we'll give you like three grand or something pittance, right? The, 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 the new engine costs like nine grand. And so she was just going to hawk the, the car with the blown engine for whatever she can get, which would have been about four grand or whatever. And then she was going to take the three grand. She's going to pay off the rest of her loan and just call it quits because she'd been battling it for months with these people. And suddenly she gets a call saying, oh, your uh, request for a new thing has been approved for a new engine. And it's like, after you guys rejected it six times, you're finally approving it. And then she got a, a, a notice, yeah. uh, an email yeah. or a letter from the attorney general of Kansas saying, Showing the letter that her grievance has been, according to the company, has been uh, has been uh, uh, remedied. So the attorney general came in, threatened wow. them, and then like, okay, yeah, yeah, you got us. We're, we'll do as you say, because they're they're a crooked company. Their mo was to is to yeah. take on extended warranties for these cars, and if anybody ever gets a problem, get out, find any way to weasel out of it and not pay it. And then dare them to sue or do whatever they want to do, but basically give them the middle finger. And uh, that was that's their that was their mo. So, anyways, she got it fixed, but she doesn't trust taking it on wow. long drives. So that was a surprise. And uh, it was what it was. That's a good. Uh, I think that's a good. That's that's interesting that you bring that up just cause I was just fairly recently and I don't want to make a longer story of it, but I was recently thinking of, um, got the baby coming and everything. And I have my Tacoma. It's a great truck. I love it. Um, it's honestly the, like, it's honestly the perfect truck. I think for me, I'm not a very big guy. It's a smaller truck. It's Toyota. It's four wheel drive. It's everything that I would want. And it's still four doors. So I can really still put a baby back there, but I was kind of just thinking, should I get a Tahoe? Should I get something bigger, you know, kind of a thing like, um, you know, Caitlin's dad's six, four, six, five. I'm like, I don't want to make this poor guy ride in my Tacoma if we're ever going anywhere. But anyway, I'm just, I'm thinking just all different kinds of ideas. I go look at a Tahoe. I'm almost on the verge of, uh, of, uh, getting rid of my Tacoma and buying a Tahoe. Like actually it was like getting ready to sign paperwork and everything. And the guy's like, um, do you want to get the warranty with it? And I was so like, there's a difference no. between getting a <laughs> dealer or the, the, the warranty well, no, from no, no. the, from the actual, car manufacturer dealership and what right. my mom got which was this extra it's an extended warranty a warranty beyond the warranty the manufacturer is. that yeah that is shady as five years or seven years or whatever it is yeah and it's yeah it's like 2900 bucks or, or three grand and they're like you can either do five years for 22 like, i'm just bucks planning for this thing to break down yeah, that's and, that's why i'm buying this this policy yeah but yeah, and that's how I looked at it. Is is if I if I buy this new Tahoe, which which it does come with a power or the powertrain warranty and, and motor or and yeah, like a I think it comes with powertrain and a warranty on the motor for up to like one hundred fifty thousand miles or seven years or something like that, whichever comes first. Um, and it wasn't brand new either; it already had miles on it. But anyway, so that's already covered. But this is for like the computers, the electronics, anything else happens, like a I don't know a. Uh, power steering pump or something stupid goes wrong and it's like then i paid this three grand and i looked at it as like well 
if I pay this three grand for this warranty, I am a hundred percent spending three grand on this car. I think we should probably get rid of this last, whatever we're talking about, fucking car warranties. It's been awful. I I think it's been excruciating to listen to to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'll delete it. Well, let's try and cut in and, uh, I got to get on the road very soon here. Um, So one last question about Christmas or whatever, and, and we'll call it a, we'll call it an episode if you want. Do you think it's too hard to negotiate? Yeah. Yeah. To negotiate. Okay. No. What's your, uh, did I already ask you? I already told you that one. Do another one. Christmas. Okay. It doesn't have to be be Christmas Christmas related. Do whatever. I was gonna say, show me on this picture where Santa touched you, Greg. Uh, <laughs> it was a fucking mall Santa. No, uh, yeah, anything, anything. Ask me. The belly, the belly button. It opens up. Uh, um, well, I'm drinking Buffalo Trace, by the way. You yeah, asked so me. I'm drinking prepared. Buffalo Trace. It's a bourbon. Buffalo Trace. What the fuck Trash. are you talking about? Not a fan. Okay. Yeah, I'm not well, a fan. I, I, I fucking love this stuff. Um, it's one of the best. Back when I first got going with Buffalo Trace, ooh, probably about nine years ago. And uh, <laughs> nine, yeah, about nine years ago, I'd say. And um, they were selling it for $19.99 at BevMo. And I was like, for a fifth. I was like, I'm getting this. I'm getting this motherfucker. Because to me, it's flavor its flavor uh character is very similar to maker's mark which is basically what i was raised on whiskey wise but so much more smooth so much more smooth uh where <sighs> that being said a good bourbon should kiss you on the tongue a little bit if not kick you in the teeth and uh so I, I do appreciate a maker's mark for that fact at times or a good old fashioned, uh, uh, whew, I love some, some WT man, some wild Turkey, you know, that can at one one woo can get you, makes you, lets you know that you're alive, puts a little extra sprouts on your chest. And, uh, uh, I like that one, but classic, classic, but no Buffalo trace. Fantastic. The bourbon that's bullshit. It's absolute dog shit bullshit. All marketing. Stay the fuck away from it. Is bullet bourbon. Bullet bourbon's trash. Tastes like tastes like bug spray. Yeah, cats in the back. I just bug sprayed my my throat. You know, you know. <laughs> it's awful. It's really awful. Right. Buffalo Trace though. Buffalo Trace yeah, is the I'm oldest distillery fan. in America. The Buffalo Trace. The Buffalo Trace Distillery. Really. It's called the Buffalo Trace Distillery. It's the oldest distillery in america i think it was founded before our, our revolution even so the 1760s or some shit um maybe before then i don't know the 1760s and it's also the home of blanton's that's where blanton's is made that's where yeah it's one of the all-time great Stuff. bourbons there's the first small batch bourbon that was marketed prevalently enough in the 1980s and that's the one with the, it's basically a big fat jewel of bourbon. It's a big round, uh, like big fat round jewel of bourbon is the glass. And it's got a Kentucky racehorse on top. Very sexy, very sexy. And uh, so Blanton's, Elmer T. Lee, uh, 
who else? I keep on, I always forget. There's another big prominent whiskey that comes out of that distillery that is just fantastic. So it's it's one of my favorite distilleries. They they all make good whiskeys. And then the James Beam Distillery, um, they make obviously James Beam, Knob Creek, Baker's Bourbon, Basil Hayden, and Booker's, of course. Basil Hayden's. Fantastic. I like Basil Hayden. So my go-to bourbon is a white label James Beam. You know, you know that about me. And that's 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 the gold standard. That's where anything above that, you're you're great. But it's it's twelve ninety nine a fifth. It's the best value bourbon on the market. It used to be Buffalo Trace. Back when Buffalo Trace was nineteen ninety nine for a bottle, it was the best value best value bourbon on the market. Now it's I think thirty two. So they've increased. They they found out their worth. They've they were like wait 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 so. What's it called? Uh, uh, this bourbon that tastes very similar, but is far more harsh. Uh, Maker's Mark is selling at $28 MSRP or on average MSRP for a fifth. We're selling at 20 or $19.99. They found out their value. They're really a $31, hmm. the $32 bottle of, uh, of bourbon for a fifth. And fuck your taste. Your taste is awful if you think Buffalo Trace isn't good. That's, that's my opinion of you. But Basil Hayden, everybody loves Basil Hayden. Well, How can you not love you're, Basil Hayden? You're, you're in, Have you read Booker's? I do like Basil Hayden. Um, I believe so. It doesn't stand what, out, what but I, think I can like picture you? the bottle. Not sure if I've had it or not. Uh, it's taller and skinnier, and it's more cylindrical, and... It almost looks like it's got like an old. Uh, I want to say, and this is for lack of a better word, I don't know how the fuck. Yeah, 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 yeah. Urban, but scripture yeah, yeah. writing or something on it. It's like, yeah, oh, it's yeah, yeah. Like a, it, it seems that like it's sense. made in the old west. That's kind of the look it's trying to go for. I think it has a wax uh, uh, cap to it that you have to peel off, much like the um, Maker's Mark, served in a old like in a box that makes it look like it with the with the searing. Booker's on the side. You take a little glass face off, or it's not even glass, it's plexiglass or whatever. You, you pull that off, and there it is. It's like a, it's about the shape of a wine bottle, except it's clear. It's essentially what it is, but it averages about 136 to 137 uh, proof, which is, wee! That's talking about kicking your teeth, man. Woo! I love. I like to drink it neat. Yeah, I love it. And uh, personally, maybe a little branch, a little water, but uh, yeah, that's that's fantastic stuff. First time I had it, it was Vincent. Um, we had just rekindled our friendship. He called me up randomly. And he says, "You know what I'm doing right now?" And I said, "What?" And he was, "I'm drinking a Lafroig." And I said, no fucking shit. Right now, I'm drinking a Laphroaig or something crazy. I was also drinking a scotch or a whiskey. And it was one of those things where like, oh, my gosh. I always knew we were kindred spirits, but this is for further affirm affirmation of that. Like, we haven't talked to each other in years, like three, four years. And here we are. We're, we're coming to the same passions and, and, and likes and tastes. And... uh you know, very similar like that. Soulmates. 
I always say, if we were gay, we'd be married. We'd fuck. But, uh, but we're not. Unfortunately whoa. for us, it was not whoa. meant to be. Uh, so. <laughs> Once again, I got more editing to do. But anyway, so the, uh, uh, yeah, so he had that. And I told him, dude, I love bourbon also. I'm more of a bourbon man than a Scotch man because I'm American. And one, two, uh, I don't have to pay an import tax. You know, you you want a bottle of scotch? It's coming at a premium by the time you get it to the supermarket. You know, the scots pay pay uh, for a bottle of of Blanton's. The scots probably have to pay somewhere around two hundred dollars. I don't know. Maybe not. Depends on their taxes. Their whatever they're doing the import cost, but you know, it's expensive there. They're, they don't like bourbons. They, cause they're snobs about their whiskey. They're snobs about their whiskey. So they just exclusively drink scotch. But, um, if you wanted to have a bourbon in Scotland, it would be ex- more, far more expensive than a scotch. And so it's for that reason. It's like, I'm a bourbon man cause I'm in America and it's cheaper. And I think it's comparable. It's completely different. And flavor and flavor profile and character. The scotch is smokier. It's got the peat going on. Um, they're using barley for the grain, for the grain spirit uh, uh, exclusively, just barley, water, and then whatever the fuck else. Where bourbon's made predominantly of corn. So it automatically is sweeter just from that bourbon. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's some sweet mm. scotches out there. McCallan can, can provide a sweet scotch. Balvini can provide a, a sweet scotch. I do oh, like McCallan. That's actually one of my favorites. And I actually don't really like don't really like scotch. I think we already talked about this. And I just want to give a quick disclaimer. This conversation, unless somebody likes the history of scotch and bourbon, has gotten to complete shit. But well, I'm take leaving out, it. Take out the I'm fucking car warranty. I'm just going to because... slap the... No. I'm slapping an intro song on it, and I'm playing. You it know, as I, I've been thinking I got we no gotta do some fun ass uh, <laughs> intro stuff, like lines from movies that we really like. Arnold Schwarzenegger line. I have a number of Tombstone lines in my head that I think if you could just put them on. I don't know if there's a legal problem with that, but that would be awesome. Where? No, no, no. You're I think taking if you're a just line quoting a movie. There's nothing from the movie. You can't. That is, you're you're taking the audio from a movie. You know, it'd be like. Kurt, Kurt, uh, Kurt Russell in Tombstone telling Billy Bob Th- Thornton, you know, go ahead, skin it, skin that smoke wagon or the, the other line. I don't need to get, I don't need to go. I don't need to go heels to get a jump on a tub like you. Anything in these lines. You tell them that I'm coming and hell's coming with me. You hear hell's coming with me. Like these are great lines <laughs> that get you all jacked up. Pumps. They're hilarious out of context. And yeah. I don't know. That's what I was thinking. That'd be a great intro. People would appreciate. It'd be funny. I'm gonna have to re rewatch that. Movie, from but that's not a bad stuff. idea. Like, these are my favorite movies, movie right? quotes. They're gonna have to take off freedom or have them yell freedom or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be great. Anyways, okay. That sayonara, motherfucker. All right. Merry fuck. All right. That was way too long. All right. <laughs> Toodles. <laughs>
All right. Merry Christmas, fuckface. Uh, we'll catch up next week. I want to hear how, uh, if Vince and Lauren don't mind sharing how their first Christmas was. You don't got to get into oh, the details. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's their personal business. It's going to be an orgy really of joy. But, uh, just how, how joy you, how and cheer or whatever. Christmas and, uh, cheer. So, all right. Uh, interesting choice of words. But, yeah, man, have a good have a